Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ask the Trucker Live. I'm Donna Smith, host of our Thursday night health shows. Um, Alan still hosts the Saturday evening shows where we discuss more of our general trucking topics in the trucking industry, such as regulations, lifestyle, and all the topics within the industry. Uh, Last Saturday, we had a great show um, discussing the Section 611 in the FAA uh, reauthorization bill. And uh, again, just if you missed the show, just check out our uh, Ask the Chucker blog. You can read all about why you need to call your reps and say no to that. But tonight's uh, topic, it actually could either be tonight on our health series or a Saturday night show. It's a it's a, a topic that concerns many drivers and uh, the topic of what happens if I get injured or sick and I can't work. Uh, who pays bills, living expenses while I'm out of work? And tonight's show is the deception of occupational um, accident insurance, which a lot of people carry. It's kind of like a false security type of insurance um, because they think it's going to take care of them. and. Uh, I'll tell you, when when I found out all that it didn't cover, um, I was shocked. So this is really a great show, and and I hope everybody uh, really listens up on this tonight because uh, our guest tonight is Trey Walker, Director of Sales and Marketing from Pay Plans and Benefits, and many of our regular listeners listened a few months ago when Trey was our guest on the show, uh, Owner-Operators Can Afford Private Health Insurance. And since that show, numerous drivers have been able to either save thousands uh, from the insurance they were carrying with with poor coverage and high deductibles, or drivers were finally able to afford insurance when they were told uh, that they couldn't, that the premiums were sky high. And then when they come to find out, a lot of them were like less than 100 a month with really low deductibles and and it was really great to get the feedback. Thanks, everybody, for, for sending your emails in and, and telling us what a great show and how much you appreciated that. 
Um, Mr. Walker is a specialist for the transportation industry, and he's guided so many uh, drivers uh, down the correct path of what's best for them, their specific insurance needs, whether it be health or otherwise, which we're going to uh, speak about tonight. And he's going to explain tonight the misconceptions and false security of purchasing occupational accident insurance, which you know is pushed on uh, drivers a lot, uh, especially when they could have paid much less for a different kind of uh, policy, such as short-term disability insurance, which actually pays a lot when drivers are injured, uh, and it includes on or off the job. So this is going to be a great show tonight, a lot to learn. Uh, we'll also be discussing the different types of insurance insurance available, including which ones are needed and which ones aren't needed, and the best one for your individual situation, whether you be a uh, owner-operator, independent, uh, or, a, or a company driver. So... Um, Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to bring Trey Walker back on the line from PayPal's PayPlan's Benefits. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, everybody, on tonight's show, The Deceptions of Occupational Accident Insurance. And uh, our host, uh, our guest tonight is <laughs> Trey Walker <laughs> from Pay Plans and Benefits. And uh, uh, welcome back, Trey. How are you tonight? I'm good. Um, thanks, oh. Donna. I, I, got, oh, yeah. I should remember to uh, do like a half day or something next time. Uh, uh, of a half day of what? Uh, I was just, you know, making a, a joke because, um, oh, you know, oh, doing I'm the sorry. interview at six after was... I was, I was saying half day or like a nap or something, uh, but I'm, I'm good. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad to have you back. I'll tell you what, that show you had in November, I mean, I'll tell you, we got so much response 
uh, from that show, and we were so thrilled, and I know the people listening were thrilled, and uh, you you helped an awful lot of drivers um, over there get health insurance, not just the ones that didn't have it because they thought they couldn't afford it, but I couldn't believe how many people saved like between five and $8,000 a year you saved them uh, on their insurance. I mean, uh, I, you must have been, you know, really overwhelmed with, with all that I'm, and happy. I know it makes you feel good when you can do so much for, for people. Yeah, um, I was actually shocked, you know, some of what people were paying, you know, how that was even sustainable. A lot of the people I talked to were paying like, Two grand, twenty five hundred a month um, uh, for oh health insurance God. for just them and their spouse, um, which is just absolutely nuts. Um, so, yeah, it, it was great being on the show last time and and having everyone call in after. Uh, well, we were we were so thrilled to be able to to help so many people to send them over there because you wouldn't. You and I had spoken a long time about the the different options and the reasons that drivers were overpaying. G- give me an example, just for those. I mean, I know it's not the show isn't about health insurance tonight, but like for a couple paying twenty five hundred, you know, what's the common number it would come down to from twenty five hundred? Um, it's a little difficult to say because it, it's going to be very dependent on their specific situation. Um, but because um, there are subsidies that pay down the cost of health insurance and they're based off um, adjusted gross income, which uh, particularly for owner-operators or transportation contractors or, or even company drivers, um, uniquely their industry has such a low adjusted gross income because of all the... Uh, the, the write-offs, like the per diem for each day they're on the road, that uh, most of the time, you know, 90% of their health insurance plan is being paid for, and then all the out-of-pocket costs are being paid down, too. So, you know, if they are if they were paying uh, 2500 um you know, a lot of times they'd pay 10% of that. So, you know, like a, between 50 or $100. dollars yeah, if they oh want it, maybe they want like a more high end plan, so they're going to pay, you know, three hundred, but uh, significantly less than than what it would okay. cost before. Okay, give everybody an example of the kind of money that was saved by uh, by calling Trey. Now, let me ask you before we move on to you know the occupational accident insurance and the myths and uh, all that. Um, uh, is it too late now if people are listening and they're saying, hey, I want health insurance? Is it too late? You have to go through certain enrollments to get health insurance? Um, there's, You can apply for what's called a – or I can apply them for what's called a, a qualifying life event. Um, so there's a number of different things that would let the application go through outside of the – that period that's called open enrollment where people can sign up. Right. Um, right. So, you know, if they, if they give me a call, we we can figure it out uh, okay. how to how to get the okay. application. Because in I know there's people enrollment. listening that might you know they might not have it and uh, you know 
they know it's not open enrollment now and can I get it? So it's just a phone call and they can call you up. Uh, before we go on, what is your number over there at Pay Plans and Benefits? Um, so my direct line is 508-815-4636. Um, and then the main number for our office is uh, 508 457 Okay. And we'll repeat that uh, during the show also. So let, let's get into tonight's show. Um, quite a few callers listening. I'm, I'm sure many of them. I'm looking at some of the numbers. Um, okay, let me scroll down. All right, some of them must be owner-operators. And um, I just want to let's sort it all out. You know, there's different kinds of insurance for different things. And then there's different groups of drivers that only certain insurance is appropriate for. In other words, owner-operators and independents, you know, get this insurance, and a company driver, you know, would need that insurance. They need this insurance. So, you know, let's start in with health insurance, workers' comp, occupational uh, accident insurance, and short-term disability. So health insurance, I guess, you know, all the drivers use that. So that's yeah. No um, okay. Yeah, computer or not, you you'd need that. Um, so if you have more than 25 full-time employees, then the company itself is required by law to offer health insurance plans to you. Um, but whether you're, you know, independent or a company driver, because of uh, you know their tax situation, it it usually ends up that. Um, opting out of the company's uh insurance uh and going with a you know a an individual private plan where the subsidies are are paying it down usually ends mm-hmm. up actually being less expensive or or a better option um you know obviously that depends on how much of the cost the company's paying for if they're paying for 90% of the health insurance costs you know it, it probably doesn't make sense to to do that but uh basically uh, across the board drivers <clears throat> okay really need so, health insurance so uh, uh, an employee then uh, a driver can opt out of the company insurance and just get their own and get the greater subsidy and pay a lot less than is what you're saying for health insurance yeah especially because a lot of the time these employers are to cut costs are are trying to offer the the minimum that they can um in, in terms of you know still being compliant with the law but um not off they're not offering plans that you know um are higher end um, right right so you can opt out of that and then just go get a great policy with a low deductible and pay pay hardly anything because it's all according to your um adjust, adjusted gross income Okay, let's start with workers' comp because, you know, we had a show with uh, Rod Rem of uh, Trucker Lawyers, and he explained workers' comp back then to everybody and who who's under work, work, workers' comp. But workers' comp is usually f- for um, a W-2 type of driver, uh, not, yeah, a, not so an the- operator. It, it's uh, different in each state. 
Um, but most of the states, if you have more than three employees, you have to offer workers' comp by law. Uh, three, you know, full-time uh, W-2 employees. Um, so workers' comp is really an insurance to protect the uh, the business or the business owner if um, their workers are injured while working on the job or, you know, if a serious accident happens and, and someone dies on the job. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, if you're an independent contractor um, or, or an owner-operator, uh, it, it really doesn't make sense to get workers' comp because <clears throat> you're uh, – I mean, for for one, you you probably wouldn't be able to get a, a policy uh, written because they they usually only do it for groups of you know five plus employees. Um, the other thing is that it's it, it's very very expensive um, because it, it's mostly just insuring or protecting the company from liability of of being sued if if someone gets hurt while working there. So if especially if you're an owner operator, you know, you're the owner of the business. So you don't need to worry that much. I mean, you don't need to worry at all in that situation of you know, protecting yourself from you suing yourself. Um okay. So I mean, that's like the gist of of workers comp. Um and then occupational accident is what a lot of the carriers uh, do to try to push that protection for themselves, push the cost off mm -hmm. onto um, the contractor. So uh, because they're um, contracting these drivers instead of, uh, you know, paying for paying for workers' comp or, or even paying for occupational accident, um, they're having that cost go on to the, the driver. So occupational accident is basically just like workers' comp, um, where if you're injured on the job, it, it pays you out a benefit, you know, depending. Um, but, you know, it's good for the carriers because they're limiting their liability, uh, and they also usually have in-house brokers, so they're also getting commission off selling these policies, but it, it uh, it's really not best for the drivers for, you know, uh, uh, a lot of well, reasons let me that, ask that we'll question. go over. So occupational accident insurance, that is not for a company driver then? In other words, uh, you know, your your carrier... No. Can't... Yeah, okay. exactly. So uh, you wouldn't... Uh, you wouldn't get occupational accident if if you're a company driver, and it actually wouldn't pay out uh, at all. So there there would be no purpose to have it if you were a company driver, because if if you're covered under workers' comp, um, you know occupational accident isn't going to pay out. Whereas short-term okay. disability, you know, if you have workers' comp, it will pay out on top of the workers' comp, um, and then also make sure you're covered for anything else that would happen where you need to be out recovering. Okay, well, we'll get into those, the differences of those two. Um, for everybody who's listening, um, if you want to um, ask a question or make a comment or share an experience you've had, uh, you know, with any of these insurance policies, um, just, first of all, just click one on your keypad if you're already on the line listening, and that will raise your hand so that we know you want to ask a question or make a comment. And for those listening um, online, 
you can call in at 347-826-9170. And then again, just press 1 on your keypad, and it kind of raises your hand uh, to let us know that you want to you wanna, uh, ask a question or make a comment. Uh, so anyway, uh, Trey, so here's the occupational accident that we're on right now, and that's specifically for independents and, uh, you know, owner-operators. And what about, you know, those who have, like, a lease purchase? Um, they're also considered uh, owner-operators, so that this would be good for them, too. Um, are, are you saying occupational accident would be, or...? Yes. Um, I, I mean, so for for everyone, whether they're a company driver, um, and so they have workers' comp, or they're um, independent, it, it's a lot better to get short-term disability instead of occupational accident. Right, um, right. I want to get into. I, I'm going to get into that. I'm just trying to, you know, um, distinguish this line that seemed to be confusing in our last show. Uh, between mm-hmm. workmen, uh, workers' comp and the um, occupational accident because, you know, th- there was like a gray area and people were confused. So occupational accident, which is pushed with uh, to independents and owner-operators, uh, and workers' comp is something for the um, for employees, W-2-type workers. So now comes, this is the shocker, of what people think they're being covered for with this occupational accident insurance and what the reality is that goes on with this. Because, I mean, I know I was shocked and um, uh, when I heard it, and I, I know people are going to be pretty shocked too. So if you want to share that first with everybody, like, you know, yeah, what they think um, versus what they get. <laughs> Uh, yeah, usually when I when I talk to people and and they have occupational accident insurance, it was presented as, you know, if if you ever get uh, hurt and need to be off work, um, this is going to make sure that you have a an income and it's going to pay out a a small benefit based on how severe your injury is. Um, but uh, if you're covered with any other types of insurance like health insurance. Uh, you're not going to get that that payout benefit. Uh, Plus, when you look at the schedule uh, of how much it's paying out for the injury, uh, you know, I was reading if you lose three fingers, it it pays out like 3,500, which, you know, uh, is not very helpful for how much you're you're paying. You know, the other thing is that it it's very, very unlikely that the reason, less than 2% of the time, that the reason you're out is going to be uh, on-the-job qualifying injury. So let's, if someone has a stroke or a heart attack um, or even something like they uh, hurt their back or they get a hernia, um, it's not going to cover any of those things because they're going to say, oh, no, that wasn't a one-time occurrence while you're on the job. Um, so it... it it really only covers you for this very narrow range, um, which is the range that the carrier would be concerned about, um, you know, uh, someone suing them for. Uh, you know, it's so it's essentially the carrier's way to p- 
push the cost um, of having that protecting themselves from the liability um, onto the the owner operator or, or the contractor. Okay. Does that make sense, so or am I? Give us, well, give us an example of what it would cover and how much. I guess what I'm looking at is what is the average cost versus what it would cover, and then, um, and you know, how much they would make from that or get back from what they've put in because I know these premiums are pretty pretty heavy. Yeah, so it's um for occupational accident it would only cover uh an on the job injury like let's say someone loses an arm while they're driving um from a from uh I don't know I I can't really think of it situation where you could get your arm ripped off because that's kind of morbid, but it, it would have to be something like that where it's a it would severe injury. Severe in We're not talking about just a, you know, you, you got a bad slash on your leg and it got infected and, uh, you know, you, you can't work for a couple of weeks. It doesn't cover that? Yeah, no, it certainly wouldn't cover that because they're going to say that that's, a, that's an illness. You know, you're, you're sick. Uh, with the infection, um, so it would have mm-hmm. to be like a, a maiming accident while they're working, um, and so it, it's going to range in price depending on how much coverage you're getting. But uh, essentially, um, besides the lump sum for you know uh, the amount of limbs you lose. Uh, which isn't going to pay out anyway if you have health insurance. Um, it's going to pay you either two grand um, or three grand a month, which isn't enough for most uh, owner operators. Um, and so the the policies that cost the policies that pay out around two grand a month um, cost about one hundred and forty two dollars a month in premium. The policies mm-hmm. that uh, pay out three grand a month are closer to like one sixty, one seventy a month. Um, but again, it, you know, so it's only covering you for that very narrow range. So it, it's good for the carriers, not great for drivers. Um, and and again, this is only for a limb. You only get this if you lose a limb. Is there any other way besides uh, losing a limb that you can you can no. collect on this? I mean, yeah. There, there is literally there's a uh, a schedule of of how much they'll pay out. Um, I just use the example of you know losing fingers because it, it kind of stuck out to me looking at that, being like, oh, they'll pay you know three grand if you if you lose a couple fingers, or if you lose a limb, they'll pay you know ten grand. Uh, but you know it, it will pay for an injury on on the job but you know if it's not a severe one then it's really not going to pay out much at all well how about a really severe back injury will it cover a really severe back injury they uh no it wouldn't cover a back injury um because more than likely they're going to say well you know this was something that had been leading up to the event 
so you pulled your back, um, but you know you could have had back issues in the past. Um, it, it wasn't like a spur-of-the-moment uh, accident. It was something that was underlying. So, um, you know, they're also pretty ruthless about, uh, reputation-wise anyway, about um, denying claims or, or having a legal team argue with the uh, owner-operator or whoever's filing the claim to uh, not pay out. I think you would use the example of someone um had or or hadn't uh are they they didn't log out of the um the sleeper berth um and then when they right. went to the bathroom they slipped and fell um and and so they said that they they didn't cover it because you know it wasn't on the job they were logged in um under sleeper. sleeping Okay, and now and tell me, did I understand you correctly? If you have health insurance and you lose a limb, then they won't cover you because you have health insurance? Did I hear that correctly, or, or did I misunderstand that? Um, yeah, so so th- there's the, the part that uh, pays you uh, an income, uh, 2000 or 3000 a month for um, up to a year, I think it is. Um, and then there's a the part that pays you out a lump sum based on the injury. But if you have health insurance that's, you know, going to pay for the cost of those medical bills anyway, um, you know, worked into the policy, uh, that's one of the things that would be excluded. So they'd say your health insurance is picking up the tab for whatever injury you just had. So, you know, um, this isn't going to pay out on top of the health insurance. So if, if you okay, have health insurance, if you still have would have comp, to pay the 2000 a month. Uh, it won't pay the 2000 yes. a month either? No, it, it will. Um, you know, it depends on whether uh, the accident falls into the category that the insurance company accepts as a, you know, one-time on-the-job accident and whether they think that it was severe enough that uh, you can't do your job. Okay. 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 Now, um, I know a lot of people don't, know this and we were pretty surprised too when when we uh, after we talked to you but the option of occupational accident is short term disability and of course there's a um a little infographic that we sent out in a newsletter and we can post it up on um ask the trucker and uh, social media on Facebook and Twitter but it's it's quite an interesting uh, infographic uh, of what short-term disability would cover versus occupational accident, the difference in cost, um, which, I mean, isn't short-term disability like half the amount of occupational accident? Am I correct yeah. in saying uh, that? Okay, I thought it was. It, yeah, it's, I think it's like a for the occupational accident that's going to give you that uh, disability income of two thousand a month. 
if you're under 50, the same, uh, not the same coverage, actually, if you're under 50 with short-term disability, um, but it's going to cost about $71 a month, um, and that's going to cover you, you know, not just for those rare on-the-job injuries. It's going to cover you for, for literally anything. Um, you know, it's all based on uh, your doctor saying that, you know, you need to take off work and, and, and recover for a period. The the only thing that it won't cover is, you know, if you get injured while you're committing a crime or uh, drug or alcohol rehab. Those are the only things that it excludes. Okay. Uh, give us an example. I mean, I, I'm one, you know, I know people like to compare. So let's say, let's compare apples with apples across the board, and um, let's do cost first. So let's say you have a 50-year-old driver. Um, we'll just say he's making $1,000 a week. And he um, he had an injury. Let's use the one where he got a, he cut his leg really bad on, on something and had stitches and infection and everything. And he, he's going to be out of work a good four weeks and, you know, uh how a what is what's the difference in cost for a 50-year-old driver um making $1000 a week with the coverage between the um uh occupational accident versus short-term disability um would both those insurances cover well we've already established that the one wouldn't and um the monthly premium and the payoff what would short-term disability um, offer that driver? Um, I have the actual prices in, in a chart somewhere here, if you want to give me a sec. Okay. Um, so, just so I'm not totally ballparking. And by the way, everybody who's listening, and I know I said this before, but about five or six more people just jumped on since the last time um, I said it. If you have a question or a comment uh, that you want to ask Trey, um, just click one on your keypad, and it kind of raises your hand so I can see that you want to ask a question. And for everyone who's listening on the Internet and they want to call in and ask a question or make a comment, uh, just dial 347-826. 9170 and uh he'll be glad to um to answer your question and actually actually I have uh somebody with their with their hand raised right now and we'll get to them but if you have that chart um you know you could just yes. give people an idea of of what that cost would be so it it's a bit like comparing apples to oranges um you know, because the example that you used where if someone got an infection, it, it wouldn't cover that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, also occupational accident, worst case scenario um, where you have the, uh, let's say you have the highest level of coverage um, uh, and, you know, worst case scenario, disabling injury, um, it's it's never going to pay out more than 3000 a month. Um, okay. You know, so short-term disability pays out higher than that. But let's say uh, 
they want to make sure that if if something happens and they need to be off work, that uh, they're going to get three thousand a month coming in um, e- each month, you know, while they're while they're out recovering. Um, mm-hmm. So for someone that's um, younger than fifty for short-term disability, which is covering you for you know whatever would happen. Uh, it's going to cost about uh, $106.51, uh, about. Um, someone old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone over 50, uh, about 140 um, Okay. And then for occupational accident, regardless of, of age, it's going to cost about 160 160 Okay. But, um, and what is the payoff now, uh, paying that? Say 106 or 140, and you're out for four weeks. What what do you get a month uh, to pay your bills? Uh, you're going to get three grand a month with occupational accident. Um, I think they might pay it out by by week, but I'm I'm also pretty sure that they um, it, it it doesn't work the same like short term disability does, where essentially you're just getting a check each month and then. You know, you use that to pay for whatever your expenses are. So, if you get injured with short-term disability, uh, you know, and there's, we can make the policy, you know, custom to whatever the the person wants. Um, but let's say we do the average um, where. You know, it's paying you out after you've been hurt or sick for for two weeks, because um, that keeps the the premium down a little bit. It's like a deductible, but with time. Mm-hmm. So um, you've been you go to the doctor. The doctor says, okay, you need to be out recovering. Um, after two weeks, you're gonna get that three thousand dollar check, um, and then you're gonna, you know, uh, continue to get that check each month um you know depending on how long you want to make the the payout period um but the example i just gave would be for you know a 6 month payout period um let's say you recover from that and you go back to work you still have that same 6 month period so it's like a buffer uh if you ever you know whenever you need to be out recovering um occupational okay. accident they don't pay really anything. Well, we just went over that. They don't pay anything for an illness yeah. like that anyway. So um, you pretty much have to have a finger or a limb or something um, coming off. Okay, we're going to take a caller um, right now, uh, area code 3303. Good evening. Who do we have here? Hey, John. It's Rick from Colorado. Hey, Rick. How are you? Pretty good, dear. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> very good, yeah. And I've talked to Trey many times since your November show, so he's been very helpful for me. Um, I I like to get a point of clarification because I'm not quite sure I'm understanding something he's saying. It, it sounds like he's saying that that people, some people might be better off with short-term disability than occupational accident insurance. Um little background here, Trey. I'm 63 years old. I'm an owner-operator. I'm leased to a carrier who requires me to have occupational accident insurance. Uh, you and I have spoken several times about my ongoing problems with Anthem Blue Cross living in Colorado. 
So my major mm. medical is with Anthem Blue Cross, and I have I have to have occupational accident insurance, which my lease requires. Unfortunately, I've needed to use that occupational accident insurance um, several times in the past four or five years, and the way that it's set up is that my occupational accident insurance will only pay for what my primary insurance, being Anthem Blue Cross, does not pay. And my major medical insurance with Anthem Blue Cross will not pay any medical claims for job-related injuries, which lays it all back onto the occupational accident insurance. My question to you is, is the short-term disability insurance that you're talking about going to pay the medical bills for surgeries and so forth that Anthem is not going to pay because it's a job-related injury? Um, It's going to... It's going to pay out whatever uh, amount of coverage. Let's say you do three grand. It's going to pay that out no matter what. Um, if you, let's say you also have occupational accident or you also have workers' comp, um, it's going to pay out uh, on top of that if it's a on-the-job injury. And then for everything else, um, so if if you're if you already have occupational accident or workers' comp, uh, and you're collecting from that, short-term disability will, will pay you out half the benefit amount on, on top because you're already collecting from one of those two things. And then uh, for everything else, you know, everything that's not a on-the-job injury, uh, it, it's going to pay you out the full amount regardless. Um, it doesn't really cover... You know the the medical bills. That's what the the health insurance would be for. Um, the the health insurance company would never say, uh, you know, no, we're not going to pay out for this because you have short term disability. Because you know that's not really what it's for. It, it's really to make sure that you have an income coming in if you need to be out recovering. Um, does that answer your question, Rick? Well, I, I, I guess the clarification is, so you're not advocating that somebody replace their occupational accident insurance with short-term disability. You're talking about using it as, as a supplement to either your major medical or your occupational accident because my occupational accident will pay me for time lost from work or a work-related injury, which I've been compensated for, but my major medical anthem will not. I guess it, um, you know, for either, depending on your situation, if if you're if the carrier contracted with um, has a policy where you have to have occupational accident, you still really should have a short-term disability policy to cl- close the gap, so to speak, so to cover you for, you know, uh, ninety the other ninety-eight percent of the reason someone would be out of work, um, but if the carrier doesn't require it, uh, it it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to um, have just occupational accident or even have occupational accident and short-term disability because you're you're really getting the same, you're getting better coverage with just the short-term disability, um, you know, and your health insurance. Okay, but did you say before, Trey, that uh, occupational accident wouldn't pay you? 
if you had a similar insurance? In other words, if they knew you had short-term disability on top of their occupational accident, they would turn around and say, okay, we're not going to pay you? Um, I don't know how they treat short-term disability, um, but I guess it goes back to the situation Rick was describing where uh, the occupational accident isn't paying out because, you know, he has health insurance, uh, but the health insurance is turning around and saying, uh, no, they should pay out for occupational accident. I I guess there's there's the way that, you know, it's supposed to work, and then oftentimes what ends up happening is um, whoever's job it is at the insurance company to keep claims down, um, mm-hmm. usually they're automatically going to default to say, uh, no, you have this other coverage, and, and they're the responsible party for paying for it. Um, it doesn't really work that way with short-term disability because it's not – it's to protect your income more than pay your medical bills. Well, I wanted to ask Rick. Rick, when you had your um, situations, did the occupational accident pay you? Yes, they did. But but most in, in, in the one instance where I did lose some time off of work, I mean, the injuries that I had, I basically went back to work three or four days after the injury, and I think it has to be seven days before they actually pay me for lost wages and so forth. Um, So they did pay me uh, for lost wages the one time that I was out of work for at least seven days. The only thing I'm concerned about listening right now is is for those people, and and I don't know any owner-operators whose companies don't require them to have occupational accidents. If there are some, um, I haven't met them, but I'm just concerned that if their carrier doesn't require them to have occupational accident and insurance and they don't get it, but they get the short-term disability, when they are injured on the job and they go to put the medical claims in through their major medical insurance, which, again, in my case is Anthem Blue Cross, the first question they ask when you put in the claim is, "Is this was this injury work-related? As soon as you answer yes to that question, Anthem is not paying. So if then in that situation, if you don't have occupational accident and insurance to fall back on to pay the job-related injury, the it sounds to me like the short-term disability will not pay those medical bills, in which in my case were substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the occupational not- accident did pay your medical bills? Oh, absolutely. I still got one that's ongoing from 2013, and we're still fighting about it. But for the most part, mm-hmm. they've paid it all. But like I said, as soon as Anthem, Anthem asked the first question, was this injury job-related, as soon as you say yes, it's Anthem's policy. You don't get, We don't pay for job-related injuries, which then makes it necessary for my occupational accident insurance. And, and their policy is we pay what your primary doesn't. So as soon as Anthem says we're not paying because it's job-related, then the occupational accident steps in and pays. Okay. So uh, okay. Are you are you talking ahead, about Rick? When you say it's paying you out, are you talking about the actual cost of, of the medical bills? Or are you talking about um, you know paying you uh, an income while you're out? 
Uh, it's in terms of the medical bill. Well, the the occupational. I mean, I, I mean, I have several bills too. I mean, I had cataract surgery last year, but I couldn't put that through occupational accident insurance because it's elective surgery. So I am paid for that. Okay, but the the injuries that happened on on the job while I was driving the truck, they not only paid all of my medical bills because Anthem wouldn't pay them because it was a job related injury, but. Uh, in the instance where I was out of work for more than seven days, then they paid me. Uh, I had to send them information on how much I make per week and so forth, and they prorated the amount of time that I was out of work and paid me for that time as well. Okay. Um, so I guess it's it's not uh, com- since the the policies are. A different occupational accident. There's the part of it that pays you a, a lump sum based on the injury, and then there's the part that um, pays the income while you're out. Uh, short-term disability is just gonna pay you for whatever you're out for. It's just gonna pay you that monthly amount while you're out recovering, and the health insurance should pick up um, the cost of you know, whatever your medical bills are. If you don't have occupational accident, then the health insurance company, you know, wouldn't be able to say, hey, this is an on-the-job related injury, so this needs to go to, uh, you know, either be paid by occupational accident or or be paid by workers' comp. Um, From the owner-operator that I talked to, it sounds like there's kind of a spectrum of... uh, the carrier's policies towards um, having you guys get occupational accidents. Some carriers make it seem like it's mandatory. Some make it a mandatory policy, and some, you know, don't even offer it at all. Um, well, but so it, it ha- sounds like in that instance. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's go ahead. I was going to ask a question. I, I was just saying it sounds like in that instance, you know. Uh, that Anthem and and a lot of insurance companies in general do this, if there's another insurance that they think they can get to, to cover the cost in that situation, mm-hmm. then they're going to mm-hmm. kick it back to to that other insurance. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but right. they're, they're not going to not pay out if you don't have occupational accident. They're just, well, that, you know, if there, if there's another outlet that they can push the cost off to, you know, they try to do that. Well, Rick, but what you said was that the Anthem said that if you were hurt on the job, they weren't going to pay it, regardless if you had occupational accident or not. That's the part I'm confused about. That's what they told me, like I said, because what part of the battles that I've had getting all my medical bills paid, and then, and again, they were substantial at one point. I would, I would, the the occupational accident insurance wouldn't pay until Anthem denied the claim, and they were denying the claim, the ones I'm talking about, because I was pay, I was hurt on the job, and it's Anthem's policy, and and Trey and I have talked about the two policies that I had. It's their policy that they do not pay for medical claims when it's a job-related injury. 
I don't, again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know whether or not they would have to if I didn't have occupational accidents or sure. Right. Kind of, kind of sounds like that's Well, what, I'm curious. I'm curious to know that. I mean, they they have, to, if you have health insurance, they, they can't um, say we're not going to pay for these costs because you were you working, but if um, they can push it off to having the workers' comp or the occupational accident pay for it, um, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the insurance company, uh, they might or will. Okay. I would just, well, I, I would I, just I, caution anybody, Donna, listening to the yes. conversation here, if anybody is not required to have occupational accident insurance or is thinking about dropping it based on the conversations that have taken place here, I would just strongly recommend that they check with their major medical insurance company to make sure that they're going to pay for a, a job-related injury if they don't have occupational accident insurance just so that they're covered because I shudder to think where I would be financially right now if I had to pay the medical bills for the injuries that I sustained on the job. Oh, absolutely, and I think that's an excellent point, and um and and Trey, if you can actually, you know, help look into that too, uh, to see I mean, if, just, if major medical has to pay if someone doesn't have occupational accident by law, do they have to pay even if it's a on-the-job related um, accident? Um, that's um, a very very good question. I, I mean, I definitely will look up you know specifically whether or not um they can do that where they can say hey if this happened on the job we're not going to pay out um but i think that you know it's more of an instance of them uh in them assuming or thinking that there could that there might be a, another policy that covers someone while they're on mm-hmm. the job, um, that they're going to push the cost off onto. Um, right. I mean, I'm I'm in the well, same situation I'd like where to, I'd like to know that. I mean, that that's really uh, an interesting question. Um, I my gut feeling is that I can't believe that your health insurance wouldn't pay for your uh, illness or or injury just because it happened on the job. Um, uh, unless, like like Trey said, unless, you know, they're trying to push it off on your on your workers' comp or your occupational accident. So they just kind of, you know, say that and see what happens. But I, I wouldn't think they could do that, but I'd be very, very interested in knowing what the outcome is on that. And uh, excellent. Um, thanks for calling in and sharing that. Rick, really appreciate that's an excellent question. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I've got a couple of more callers with their um, hands up here. Let's see, I'm gonna go to area co- code 509. Dormant? Hello? Dormant? Yes, Dormant? Yes. Hello? Uh, I, I've been listening and I, I really think that. The part of the situation depends on what state you're insured in. Who do we um, have here? 
This is Joe Ammons. Hey, Joe. <laughs> okay, so you think uh, it's the state? Well, um, Trey's definitely uh, more uh, capable of answering these questions than I am. <laughs> I mean, um, I think that the the policies uh, definitely vary from insurance company to insurance company, um, which are going to vary from state to state, um, even if they you know, are one of the national ones, uh, they break them up into, you know, let's say Blue Cross Blue Shield is going to be Blue Cross Blue Shield of whatever state is going to be their own company. Um, but, you know, just from the my experience and, you know, um, what the policies are and, and what I've read, if if you're hurt, the health insurance, you know, um, and you have coverage, the health insurance is going to pay your your medical bills. Um, but I can see that uh, definitely, or you know, uh, at least in Colorado, um, there probably are health insurance companies that have a policy where if the bills are going to be picked up by occupational accident or workers' comp, then they're going to push it off to that coverage. Um, well, I think I think every I, insurance company has an exclusion like that of some extent. Uh, but what I've run into, too, is, is that I won't name the company, but it, it's one of the major occupational insurance companies. They're programs are administered by the company you're signed on to. And in my case, the company I'm leased on to requires us to carry the insurance. They furnish it at a slightly lower price than what you've quoted, and I, I know that the price you quoted is the regular price. But the company administers that, and you have to be under a load, actually dispatched on a trip when you get hurt or it doesn't cover you. Uh, right. Not and gonna, that's what we're it's not going to matter what your logbook says. It matters whether you were on an assigned trip. And then okay. there's okay. Other, other situations where the company fights that too because evidently the number of claims changes the rate to the company. Yeah. Um, it, it, it changes the rate to the, you know, how much uh, they're charging the drivers. But basically, um, you know, occupational accident is because contract drivers are, they're, you know, independent in their own company, but at the same time they're usually contracted on with just one carrier. Um, right. The carriers see it as a solution to, um, them having exposed liability because they're not offering um, workers' comp. And the situation that Rick mentioned, you know, um, traditionally if, if you're a W-2 employee, um, the health insurance company, if you're injured on the job, uh, you know, would say, uh, yeah, workers' comp is, is going to pay for this cost. But with uh, occupational accident, it's the carrier pushing off that cost onto you. Um, so, you know, it's protecting the the carrier, um, but it, you know, 
but I don't know if if the company re- requires you to have it, um, then you have to have it to get contracted on with them. But um, not all of the uh, not all my clients that I end up talking to have that situation where the occupational accident is required. And uh, I guess what I was saying before is either way, you know, um, most likely the it's going to be a, a sickness or an off-the-job injury that's going to be the reason someone's out recovering. So whether you have a short-term disability policy that's going to help ensure you have an income and if you have occupational accident as well, it will pay out half the amount on top of what occupational accident is. Um, or if you're not required to have occupational accident, um, you know, you're going to get the same coverage from the health insurance and the short-term disability that's, you know, so the health insurance is paying for your medical costs and the short-term disability is making sure that you have an income coming in while you're out. Well, okay. yeah, I can understand that, Tim. All right, I, I won't so, get any more then, into that because it. But I have used mine uh, in the past, and there was no issues with. I had some rather ample health insurance, and we didn't even try to file it on that. We just filed it on the uh, on the occupational, and everything was covered and taken care of, including the lost time. Well, I mean, if it. If it's an injury that that's on the job, but you know, um, most of the time, ninety-eight percent of the time, uh, it, it's not going to be an on-the-job injury. Why someone's out re- recovering? So you know, in that instance, occupational accident w- wouldn't cover anything. Like if if you got a hernia or you had a a heart attack or a stroke or just getting sick with the disease or something in general, you know, they're they're not going to consider that an on-the-job injury. Mm-hmm. Right. But bringing bringing it right about back to what Rick Rick Ash said is um, the short-term disability sounds you know like a better deal because it covers everything, just not on on the job, but off the job and and whatever illness comes up, whether it be an illness or an accident. However, um, you you have to make sure that your um, health insurance is going to cover whatever happened to you if it is on the job Um, because short-term disability does not cover the actual hospitalist and doctor, it's just an income for you while you're out of work. And, you know, if you're out of work a couple of months, that could, you know, be very important. Uh, And the the restrictions on short-term disability, from what I understand, are much, much less than with an occupational accident. Occupational accident pretty much means, just like Joe just said, you have to be, you know, on a load, actually, um, which brings up a question. Uh, supposing you're waiting for a load and, you know, something happens, you know, something falls on you in the truck or something, you know, you're you're doing, and I'm just making this up, you know, you're doing a pre-trip and you got hurt doing a, uh, a post-trip or something. 
um, would that be covered? You're not really on a load. You're just sitting yeah, around you're waiting. you're still under that dispatch number until you finished up, at least with my company okay. you are. Okay. So it's not that strict where you're actually, you know. No. Uh, okay. Am I still on here? Yes, you are, Rick. I just wanted to add a point. The, the on-the-job on injuries that I spoke of, once it was determined that my occupational accident insurance was going to be the company that was going to have to pay the medical bills, they absolutely, every time, called my company and spoke to dispatch to make sure that I was under a load. Okay. So in, okay, in the your situation that... Right. In, in that situation where you were talking about, if I was between loads and I was waiting to hear from dispatch about my next load and I wasn't assigned a load, again, I'm not an attorney and, uh, and I'm not an insurance expert, but I'd be willing to bet you that the occupation lacks of insurance would try to get out of it and push it to major medical because their first call is going to be to my company to say, was he under a load? And if I, they haven't assigned me a load, they're going to say no. Right. Okay, and this is some of the little loopholes, you know. But going back to that, Rick, you said your your health insurance said, well, if you got hurt on the job, we're not paying for it. And if so what happens if you're not under a load and then your health insurance says, well, you got hurt at work? Well, who ends up paying then? That's the big question, and... and I'd well, really that, like that to... would be terminology more than anything because if you're not under a load, you're on your leisure time awaiting a load under the current rules. Yeah, but as so far as the health insurance it. goes, as far as the health insurance goes, they're not looking at that. They're not looking if you're under a load or not. They're, they're, they just ask you, did this happen while you were at work? I mean, it's, you have to say I, yes. I think I think I think it I think it's more that the health insurance company, um, if they know, or just based on policy, if there's a way for another coverage to to pick up the bill, um, they're going to bounce it to that. Um, okay. This is not really and the same situation, but for for example, when I, I was think- younger, um, I had two. Health insurance coverages. Uh, I was I was 24, so I was under um, uh, both my parents' uh, separate policies, um, which I didn't actually know at the time. So I went to the doctor and, and had a surgery actually. Um, and what both it was Blue Cross Blue Shield in both cases, but what both of the different um, companies of Blue Cross Blue Shield did was say. No, no, we're not the primary insurer in this instance. The other company is, um, and then what ended up happening is uh, neither one covered it. Um, oh wow! But you know, uh, I it's uh, I don't think it's that, and it hasn't. I haven't seen in my experience that the health insurance company is not going to pay for your injuries. But you know, I think they have pretty standard policies where if there's a another insurance that's going to be liable in that instance, they're going to have that insurance coverage pay for it before they do. Okay. 
Well, you're either that or they go back and mitigate the circumstance with the other insurance company because it, it's always that way. You're going to find one of them wanting to make the other one the primary coverage. Yeah. But that did happen to but, me on one occasion where one, one denied it because they were claiming the other company was responsible. The occupational accident insurance said the same thing, and I had to get the legal departments of both of those companies on the phone and let them fight it out because the simple fact of the matter is I got all the insurance I need. You guys fight it out and figure out who's going to pay it, but somebody's got somebody's got to pay it besides me because that's what I'm paying you people for. Right. Okay, right. I have, just I have one other instance on mine. Now, if I run into that situation and it happened on the truck, I can go back to my truck and say, uh, this is my passenger liability problem because there's a, a liability package on my truck insurance for occupants, regardless of whether the accident involved hitting something or falling out of the truck. So then you get all three insurance companies fighting. You wow. mean you yourself can, can claim, you can claim yourself as the passenger? Is that what you're saying? Well, I can claim myself as an occupant, yes. Okay. That's because of the state that I'm insured through. Okay. Well, um, hey, Joe, I'm going to leave your line open. Rick, you're open also. Um, I have another caller, um, area code 630. Um, who do we have with us? It's Bob Stanton. Hey, Bob, how are you? I guess listening to all this, it's also, I think, kind of important to keep track of. Are we talking about a W-2 employee driver? who's covered by the motor carrier's workers' compensation coverage or an independent owner-operator. I'm coming from the right. company driver's we standpoint. Beginning. Yeah, because how this all works is very different for a company driver. Well, but that they would yeah. use the workers' comp. They wouldn't be using occupational um, accident insurance. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't. Uh, yeah, if you're a company driver, uh, you know the company has to have workers' comp for you if you're a W-2. Um, so there'd be no reason to have occupational accident. It wouldn't pay anything out anyway because the workers' comp would be covering you. Um, if you wanted to make sure you were covered for injuries, for things besides just injuries on the job, you could get short-term disability. Um, that uh, again, it's not going to pay your your medical bills what it's going to do is give you a, an income while you're out recovering um so if you if it's an on the job injury and you're w2 and you have workers comp um it's going to pay out half the benefit amount on top of your workers comp payout cuz you're already getting paid out by workers comp and then for right. everything and again, else it, yeah i have i happen to live in illinois illinois workers comp covers 2 thirds of lost wages pays 100% of all medical bills. In my experience with a lacerated nerve, there was a workers' compensation commission settlement, which then covered the uh, uh, permanent disability, which was a substantial amount. So as a company driver, how this all works can be very different. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. that's that's the whole difference between what we were talking about, um, the distinguishing the difference between the workers' comp and an occupational 
accident uh, insurance. Of course, the the good thing about um, the security about short-term uh, disability is you don't have to even be on the job. You could just have an illness, be sick, get hurt at home, or whatever it is. And if you're out of work because of that, there's no really in investigation to go on. I mean, it's just and, – and tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, this is the way I understood it, Trey, no, no matter what that is. Um, like you said, like a surgery, like he used hernia for an example or something, or and it didn't happen at work or, or a back injury, um, as long as it's not pre-existing, I guess. Uh, am I right? Trey? Um even e- even if it's it's pre-existing um okay it, any anything where your doctor says you need to be out recovering so long as you didn't get hurt while you're committing a crime or you're not going to drug or alcohol rehab um uh, but you know from the conversation it it sounds like I just want to make sure that I'm clarifying um that in in both cases, whether you're a W two driver or you're independent, um, you know if you're W two, your company is paying for workers' comp. If you're independent, the carrier might uh, be pushing occupational accident as like a replacement for workers' comp. In both those situations, if the health insurance company, you know, uh, thinks that this other policy is going to pick up the bill. Um, they're going to push it off to that, but they're not going to not cover you for uh, for your injury if it happened on the job. If you know you're an independent contractor, when you say Does that they, make sense? yeah, so when you say they, question. which one do you mean? Yeah, I mean the the health insurance company is going to pay for your your medical bills. Um, okay. You know, if they can push it off to the occupational accident insurance company, then they will. But they're not gonna not pay for your medical bills because they're saying that this happened on the job. Okay. Okay. And I think that was Rick's original original question well, that that he brought up. That was my question too, because uh the insurance company should pay it and then if there's subrogation to do they'll do that outside of the the injured worker wouldn't you think that would be between the two insurance companies then sorry say that again if if that's the case then the, the health insurance would make the payment and if they felt they needed subrogation from the other insurance company they would go after that Separately from anything that the the injured person is going to be doing. Yes. Yeah. So if you you know if it's like Rick's situation where you have these two policies and you happen to have an accident where um, there's overlap in coverage, you know you might run into the situation where they're trying to push it off onto the other company. But you know if you you know just have health insurance. Um, and you get hurt on the job, the, the health insurance is going to pay your medical bills. It's not going to, you know, pay your lost wages. Um, you know, that's why a good blend, if it's possible for your situation, is, you know, the subsidized health insurance and the short-term disability. Um, 
you know, uh, of course, if the carrier makes you have occupational accident, then to, in order to be contracted, then I guess you have to have it. But, um, but it's good to have coverage for, um, you know, the rest of the time while you would be out. As it, as a, a customer or whatever, I have the occupational insurance. Hmm. Would it be would it be money well spent to add the short term disability? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Because I'm, I'm forced to have the occupational insurance. That that's a company requirement with who I'm leased with. Yeah, I mean we also if you just get off the job coverage for short term disability, so you're covering for the other ninety. Statistically, anyway, 98% of the reasons why someone's out, um, it's less money than on or off the job. But you can also get on or off the job. That's slightly more, but it's going to pay out on top of your occupational accident or your workers' comp. Um, But, you know, it's it's rare that on-the-job injuries are why someone's out of work. And, you know, most likely... Someone's going to get sick. Someone's going to have a surgery. Um, none of those things are, you know, your income's not going to be paid for uh, if you're independent by the occupational accident for for any of those things. Right. Okay. okay. So it, it would pay you in addition, even if occupation. Let's say it did happen on the job, an occupational accident pays for your, you know, your medical bills plus they pay you monthly. Um, short-term disability isn't going to say, well, you're already getting paid from occupational accident, so therefore we're not going to pay you. It doesn't work that way. They they pay you full amount in addition to. Am I correct? Uh, well, no, the coverage that we offer, if you're already getting paid out by occupational accident or workers' comp, it's going to pay you out half of the benefit amount because, uh, okay. you know, they don't they, – Insurance companies don't want people doubling down, so to speak, on disability insurance. Okay. So that so don't that if they go out on dis yeah yeah, um, but you know it's gonna you'll be covered for income wise for whatever would happen. Right. Okay. Right. Half. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Trey, the disability insurance you offer, how does it handle if a driver develops a medical condition which is disqualifying to hold a DOT medical card, therefore losing his ability to work? How does that? How is it covered with your policies? Um, I know that it's all based on whether the doctor says that whether or not you're unable to, to work. Um, so He's unable to uh, work you know, as I, a truck driver or unable to work totally? Uh, unable to work your own occupation, so um, okay. so as a driver. So, I mean, it, it, the coverage is going to cover you for whatever occupation you have been to be doing at the time. Um, if, it's, if it's driving, then, you know, um, whatever the, the doctor thinks, you know, you're not going to be able to to work while doing. Okay, but if you go back to work and get a you know a job doing something else, 
then I'm assuming then that would stop? Uh, no, it, it will cover you whatever job you're doing or, or whomever you're contracted with. No, is but I mean, if you're the benefit would stop. Right. The benefit, In other words, you, if, if, okay, example, you, the doctor says you can no longer drive a truck because of whatever the reason is, and you go out and find another job somewhere, and you're hired, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not driving a truck. It's sitting at a desk, okay? So are you saying mm-hmm. then that the benefits of short-term disability then would then stop as soon as you start employment sitting at the desk job? I mean, I've never run into that situation. I know the coverage okay. is your own occupation. So okay. um, I guess most people would rather... I, just, I don't know, you know to be honest with the, you. I, I mean... It's not really going to – I can't think of a situation where, you know, and it could happen potentially, but a situation where, you know, um, you're out recovering from an illness or, or injury, you can't drive, but you can do other things. Um, so you go back to where – I mean, I think it would just make sense to collect the short-term disability – as opposed to trying to find another, another job, job. Right. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, well, that I, I suppose. Sense. Yeah. Trey, I would think okay. that the short-term disability would also have to have some type of a term limit on it, wouldn't it? Because it, it would seem like at some point it's going to move from a short-term disability to a long-term disability. So, is there a limit to what how long it covers you for? Yeah. So um, the limit with most occupational accident policies is uh, 52 weeks. Um, short-term disability, you can have it up to two years consecutively. Um, so let's say you have a shorter period than two years. If you go back to work um, and in the future you need to go back out on disability again, it resets. So you would still have that same six months. Um, but it won't pay you out longer continuously while you're out than the the period that you choose. Although, um, you know, a lot of people push long-term care insurance, which I guess would be what would pick up after two years when, um, when the short-term, short-term disability, disability stops. Yeah, but it, it, it really makes more sense to just get the short-term disability for, for two years if you want to make sure you have continuous coverage if something really serious happens, like a stroke, or, um, you know, something like that where you're out for a long period of time. Because after two years, Social Security disability is going to kick in. Right. right. And long-term disability insurance, because I looked into it, is incredibly expensive. Yeah, right. and and that's part of the reason why it's pushed. It's very expensive, and on my end, it also pays very high premiums for that reason. Um, but I don't offer it to my clients because uh, I think it just makes more sense if they want to make sure they're covered into the future or for whatever to have short-term disability for two years because uh, Social Security disability is going to start kicking in after that point. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think we I think we answered everybody's questions here. Does anybody else have another question? Nope, I'm good. Thank you. 
Oh, good. Thanks very well, much. I'll tell you, think about it. Huh? You're welcome. <laughs> well, think about it. I'll leave your lines open. We're going to have a quick break here, and we'll be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website TruckerLawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash TruckerLawyers and follow them on Twitter as at TruckerLawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, The show tonight, we're talking about the difference between occupational accident insurance and uh, short-term disability. Uh, Our guest tonight is uh, Trey Walker from uh, Pay Plans and Benefits. And we've had a a great show tonight, excellent questions. And, uh, Trey, I'm just going to – I know there's people probably want to call and uh, ask ask you some questions after listening to this show, especially on the replays. I'm just going to put your number out there uh, one more time. It's 508-815-4636 for Trey's direct line. And for the company line, it's 508-457-0300. Three three, and um, if you have any questions after listening to this show, especially on the replays, um, you can call Trey directly. Um, it, it's been a great show tonight. Um, I still have Rick and uh, Bob. I still have your lines open. Um, if you have another, you know, something else you want to say, or Trey, is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody listening um, about? You know the differences between short-term disability, the benefits, or uh, or anything like that. Well, I guess maybe before I should just give an example for what I do personally. I'm not, um, you know, I'm obviously an insurance broker, but uh, I'm I'm independent as well, so I don't have workers' comp, um, and my health insurance is, uh, you know, I have individual health insurance. So what I have is. Uh, my individual health insurance and short-term disability in case something happens where 
I I can't work, you know, because similar to owner operators, if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid. Um, uh, so we might have, might have got like a little bogged down before in terms of if the carriers make you have occupational accident and you have the double coverage in the health insurance companies, you know, kicking off that cost. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, say that in, in my situation anyway, if I, you know, have medical bills, the health insurance company pays for that. Um, if, uh, you know, because of that illness or injury, uh, I can't work based on what the doctor says. I have a short-term disability policy to make sure I still have an income coming in to to pay my expenses. And drivers, W-2 drivers can also get short-term disability. This is not limited to owner-operators or anything like that. Short-term disability is for everybody who wants to be covered should they come down with an illness or an injury, either one, and then they'll be covered, just to make that clear also. So, um, well, it's a lot of information to digest, and um, uh, I'm looking forward myself to to listening to the replay again. And and, uh, Rick and Bob, um, any more questions from you guys? I'm good. I mean, if there are short, short-term disability insurance, definitely has its place. Like Trey has mentioned a couple of times, there are a lot of illnesses and injuries that will not happen while you're working with your truck or, or out on the road that can still cause you to not be able to drive and not have an income coming in. So for those so those situations, then short-term disability would provide you an income until you can get yourself back on your feet. Right. Okay. Well, it was a great show. Betray, I really appreciate you coming on and and sharing all this with everybody. Um, again, uh, another great show just uh, to supplement the one we had in November. So, uh, uh, again, thanks again. And, uh, hey, everybody, you need to reach Trey, 508-815-4636 or 508 508- Four five seven zero three three and um <laughs> and until our we're, we have a few uh shows in the future i'm we're waiting for Tony Justice to come on. We have the Saint Christopher with Julie Dillon uh lined up um our developers of a Zyper app will be coming up, so we got a few great shows uh coming down the pike for everybody but uh Oh, the little woman is just yelling in my ear right now, telling me I've got 10 seconds. So uh, I just want to say good night and thanks to everybody for tuning in. And uh, Trey, thanks again. And uh, till next time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it very much. Okay. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.